the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you again this evening. And we're continuing a theme that we started yesterday. And that theme is Seek the Lord. And a key verse in this, is which, you, which you, we started with yesterday, is found in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. The Word of God says this, And without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We need to remember that there, were, there are rewards in earth, but the greatest reward is in heaven. But we could be rewarded by being a seeker of God now. And we covered a lot of verses. We spoke even of Hebrews 11.5 because it says, speaking about Enoch, that his testimony was that he's pleased, he pleased God. And we see a real relationship between living by faith, pleasing God, and seeking God. I'll refer to the verses that we spoke yesterday so you can look it up if you weren't here with us. First Chronicles 22.19. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, and 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. We want to start today by looking at Psalm 27. And there's a beautiful example of seeking the face of the Lord. Psalm 27 is David's psalm. I want to begin at verse 4. One thing I have asked from the Lord, that I shall seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now, this doesn't mean that David's going to lock himself in 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 the house of the Lord, but what he's crying out for is to have the presence of the Lord with him. Now, we might have a lot of desires, but unless we seek after them, that desire is not going to come. And we see what happened in David's life. If you go down to verse 8 with us, It says, when thou didst say, in other words, when God said to David, seek my face, my heart said to thee, 
Thy face, O Lord, I shall seek. So it shows that seeking really needs, as we'll talk about throughout the week, needs our mind and our heart seeking. It has to be diligently. That's the promise from Hebrews eleven six. When we diligently seek him, he will be a rewarder of those. And God actually wants us to seek him, to know him as he is, not to imagine God to be what we'd like him to be. But when we see his face, when we seek the presence of the Lord and we're aware of the presence, we'll get to know him more and more. So seeking the Lord is not just a once and what can I say, once every so often we got to seek him. This is a continual, it's a call of life upon our lives, always to seek the Lord. The more we seek him, the more we'll understand him. And again, the face of the Lord indicates his presence. Seeking his face is a characteristic of true believers who desire true fellowship with the Lord. All right, let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 11, verses 16 and 17. This is when Rehoboam was king in Judah and his brother Jeroboam was king in Israel. And there came all the tribes of Israel who set their hearts on seeking the Lord. Okay, these were people in Israel and they set their eyes and hearts on seeking the Lord God of Israel and they went to Jerusalem to sacrifice to the Lord God of their fathers and they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and supported Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, for three years for they walked in the way of David and Solomon for three years. So this was a dramatic move from a number of the Israelites from Israel marched to Jerusalem to be supportive of Rehoboam. And it's a powerful verse where, how did it start? They set their hearts and minds on seeking the Lord God of Israel. Junie, it's so vital. This is a message, even that's a historical fact, but it's so vital for us today, the way the country is, the way the world is, We need to be men and women, old and young alike, seeking the face of the Lord. And I think what's interesting is that they set their hearts. And in Psalm 27, when the Lord said to David, Seek ye my face, David's response was, Thy face, Lord will I seek, because he had set his heart and his mind on seeking the Lord daily. And that's a lesson for us, isn't it, Shelley? It really is, constantly seeking the Lord. All right, let's go to Second Chronicles 20. Uh, we're going to look at the first four verses, it's a, a, and I encourage you to read the whole chapter. Second Chronicles 20, beginning at verse 1. Now it came about after this that the sons of Moab and the sons of Ammon, together with some of the Munites, came to make war against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and reported to Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea out of Aram, and behold, they are in Hazan Tamar, that is, Engedi. And Jehoshaphat was afraid and turned his attention to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. I love this because it's so real. It shares with us that Jehoshaphat was fearful. He was afraid. 
But what's the first thing he did? He turned his attention to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. So Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. Junie, it's so powerful, three times in these two verses. It's seek the Lord, seek the Lord, seek the Lord. And even though Jehoshaphat was somewhat fearful, three armies that greatly outnumbered the army of Judah were coming to destroy them. So after he realized the situation, he immediately turned his attention to seek the Lord. I think what stands out to me is in Psalm 119.10, they set their hearts. In Second Chronicles 11.16, they set their hearts. And here, they set their eyes on the Lord. They set their attention on the Lord. And I think of like setting an alarm on our clock. When that alarm goes off, it gets our attention, attention that it's time to begin something. That's why we set the alarm. And we need to remember every moment of every day to have our hearts and minds set on the Lord. So if there's a war, if there's a problem, if there's something that makes us feel so proud or so good, if our hearts and minds are set on the Lord, we can ask him how he sees the situation and how we can respond to him like David did in Psalm 27 when God said to him, Seek ye my face, and David's response, Thy face, Lord, shall I seek. Really, it's really powerful. And just, I encourage you to read the rest of chapter 20 in Second Chronicles because uh, tremendously outnumbered, uh, what's his name, Jehoshaphat kept praying, And he said in verse 12, For we are powerless before this great multitude who are coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on thee. Because they paid attention to the Lord, they sought the Lord. And this, whenever there's a difficult situation, our first response should be, seek the Lord. What seems impossible to us is not impossible to God. So we need to keep that in mind today and every day hereafter. In Psalm 40, 16, we read these words. Let all those who seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let those who love thy salvation and say continually, the Lord be magnified. That's Psalm 40, 16, and we see the exact same words in Psalm 70, verse 4. But again, seeking the Lord is going to cause a rejoicing because you're going, you're going directly to the Lord. Let all those who seek thee rejoice and be glad in you. Let those who love thy salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. And Junie, I really, as I'm saying this, I really see if the more we seek the Lord, the more we're going to magnify him because of who he is and what he's able to do. And the reason why, Shelley, is because if we have our heart set and our mind set on him, 
we will respond to his spirit, which is alive in us, and not react to what's going on around us, but we will look to the Lord to respond to him. And he'll be magnified through our life because it will be a godly, spiritual response. Amen. A number of times we see the word, seek the Lord, it really has, uh, uh, what should I say? It's reflective of the end days. They're very prophetic. For example, Hosea chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without king or prince, which is what they're talking about now. Shall abide many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred pillar, without ephod or teraphim. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God. Again, afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the the Lord their God. And David their king, they shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. Again, this is such an incredible uh, prophetic view of what's going to happen in the end days because now the people of Israel are without teraphim, uh, without the sacred pillar, without the king of prince. But afterward, they will seek the Lord their God and David their king. David's going to be the king when uh, the uh, millennium king kingdom arises. So it's and that be- is the return of Yeshua. Amen. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for who you are and thank you for these simple words. Seek the Lord. May it be inscribed in all of our hearts that we will always be seeking you. We pray this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784. Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.